Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, and welcome to the show, everyone. Got to talk some NFL, but going to bring my dad on the line just so... We can chat about some of the news of the day that's come across and catch up on some of the nonsense that has transpired the last uh, week or so, just because there's been too much nonsense that I could keep up with. So without much further ado, we're going to bring uh, my dad on. Yeah, so basically, Pop, uh, the as you may remember, uh, one of the things that came up uh, the last month and a half or so ago when, uh, when the Women's World Cup was going on was the fact that the U.S. Uh, women's uh, national team agreed to go to mediation with U.S. soccer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah so the news, uh, the news came out tonight, not really surprisingly, that the mediation has broke, broken down completely and that the case is likely to head back to court because... From all accounts, and basically the amount of press U.S. soccer has generated in the last, uh, I'd say the last uh, few weeks, uh, talking the nonsense of, we pay our women just as much, if not more than men, which has got to be the most laughable statement you you can imagine, uh, because not a single person actually believes what U.S. soccer is doing. But U.S. soccer, instead of just paying the women, uh, the, uh, which, again, would not cost them nearly as much in the immediate future, but U.S. soccer is so greedy, they're looking at it long term of how much more it would cost to pay the women even comparable to the men. Because the, uh, the women's national team, they, uh, they talk about equal pay, but they didn't even get into, they were just talking about base pay. They weren't even talking about the bonus structure of them winning games versus the men winning games, which, again, should have been something that uh, should have been argued for, but they were just trying to get to the base compensation. But uh, what U.S. Uh, what U.S. soccer has done, essentially, is they've hired not one, but two separate uh, consult, uh, consulting firms uh, with lobbyists to contest bills in Congress that have been introduced that would have attached equal pay as a contingent on the U.S. Uh, World Cup bid for 2026. Mm. Yeah, well, a lot of people, like, they 
I, you know, I was listening to Wilkie the other day, and his take was that, you know, I, was, I didn't like his take at all, because his take was, he was talking about, you know, um, who generates more money, and he was, he was talking about how much more money that the men's World Cup generated than the women's World Cup. And the problem I had with his take on it is that you can't do it like that because there are certain countries, like some of those African countries, and that do not support the women's soccer. You know, yeah, they they don't even think women should be playing serious soccer. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up that point yeah. because that that's a mentality that permeates Brazilian soccer, Italian soccer. Like, there are a number of countries yes. that you, you would think would be uh, amazing at women's soccer that aren't necessarily. I mean, Brazil had had its run, but even Brazil's soccer still gets a lot of condemnation that people don't realize. And for the amount of blowback that we've seen from folks trying to argue that the women's national team is being too disruptive with what they're demanding. Again, this is at the forefront of uh, women's soccer. Most countries are so backward in terms of even allowing teams to practice on acceptable fields. Like the uh, the women's team had to fight to get off of the AstroTurf. That was the whole problem with uh, doing the World Cup in Canada a couple of years ago. The, uh, the female athletes were complaining about the artificial turf, and FIFA was like, well, sorry, it's the Women's World Cup. You guys don't get to choose what fields you get to play on. Just be grateful we actually organized the World Cup for you guys. Yes, look, let me tell you something. When you're talking about countries like, like you say, Italy, Brazil, uh, any African country you can want, whether it be Saudi Arabia, any one of those, any one of those, there's no way women's soccer is getting, you know, the, the, the support that they should. What do you think? Guys going home in Saudi Arabia to, to watch the women's team play? No! They don't even think they should be playing. You know? There's no, there's no great support for Egyptian women's soccer and all, you know. So, you know, outside of countries like England and Canada and the U.S., Women's soccer is not, it's not a serious thing. Yeah. You know, it's not a serious thing. So you, you, you really think that the World Cup was coming up and they were promoting it in all those countries? Oh, you absolutely know, not. Like, like they were promoting it here? And uh, you know. w- w- one of the biggest things that, you know, they didn't want to talk about it, but, uh, you know, and you would never see uh, you would never see this actually happen. But uh, the actual uh, the actual winner of the uh, the well the uh, technically the first ever Ballon d'Or uh, winner for women, uh, 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 Aiden Hegerberg, she she actually did not participate in the World Cup this year uh, for Norway because. She was protesting the conditions of and the treatment of the Norwegian women under their own federation 
and sat out. And her absence basically got almost zero coverage in terms of the national media. They didn't want to talk about that story. But that, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I didn't like, you know, I, I listened to Will Kane, but the, the reason I didn't like his thing is that he was giving it as, you know, women's soccer versus men's soccer, and, and, and you can't do it like that. It's, it, the men is going to always make more money because you, you, you looking at it as a global thing, but uh, what? You think with all that money that 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 the that the men's World Cup made, the U.S. wasn't even the freaking final. So it, it, why are you putting what you know the, the the women's World Cup with the men's World Cup when we're talking about the, the U.S. women's team? Yeah, that's why that's why I have the problem with. As soon as they they're not going by the way, what the U.S. women is doing, he trying to bring it as. Women's soccer don't make nearly as much as men's soccer. Well, but I'll put it to, uh, I'll put it this way. You know, you can make the argument that women's soccer doesn't make as much money as men's soccer. Yeah, on the aggregate, because, again, men's soccer is driven by Brazil, Spain, Italy, Argentina, their viewership. When we're talking about U.S. soccer, they don't move the needle. For men's soccer, yes, no. Amer- American audiences will watch the World Cup, but American audiences watch for Americans. That's the reason why the Women's World Cup in the U.S. outdrew the viewership for the uh, the Men's World Cup final this year. I mean, uh, not, not this year, uh, uh, two years ago. It, it outdrew the uh, the, the the final for, uh, when France won because people in the U.S. are more engaged with the women's team. It's just a fact. It's just a matter of fact. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I I was talking about, you know. But he didn't want to do it like that. He he was talking about what that that that, that I think the, the the World Cup, the men World Cup made seven billion or somewhere out there, and the women's World Cup only made like a couple hundred million. million yeah, it's a couple like hundred that. million. But again, it's an argument where you're trying to do do it on the macro level. On the micro level, the women's uh, U.S. team generates more money than the men's team. They simply simply do from the ticket sales. That's why I didn't like his his, his argument because he wasn't doing it like that. And then he he made the thing that um, the, the women got paid because they made a deal and they were getting paid this way, and the men made a deal, and you know. So, I, you know, I the look the the thing I didn't like about Wilkie's argument it sounded like a biased argument. It it, it wasn't it wasn't he, he's talking about um, people talking about discrimination, uh, uh, but it have the discrimination. It have fact, and and he was talking about fact and thing. But I I. I, I don't want to hear anything about world soccer. I, we're talking about the U.S. men's team and the U.S. women's team. And the U.S. men's team doesn't, like I said, doesn't move the needle in world soccer. It's, 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 
they they almost like 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 Trinidadians because nobody gets up to play the U.S. men's team when, when the World Cup is, is is on, you know. So it's it's not like they they are threat and they this and they, they, no no you know. So I I don't buy that argument. <laughs> you know I don't I don't buy that argument at all. And most most soccer people in in the in the world know that when the World Cup starts, they already know that the the, the men's team is not going anyplace. No, you know. Whereas as the women's team, if we don't win the World Cup, it's a disappointment. You, you understand? The the, the men they, they, their their accomplishment is to reach the second round. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I don't want to hear that that argument. I, you know. Yeah. But it, so it, I don't understand how you you're getting paid all this money and you're not delivering anything. You know. So that that's where I have a problem with them. Yeah. But but on top of. Uh... Uh, on top of the the issues that U.S. Soccer did, uh, when U.S. Uh, you know when U.S. Soccer claims that uh, 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 U.S. Soccer claims that the women's team lost over twenty seven million, the men's national team because uh, the uh, and this is where the men's national team got into it because the men's national team their uh, players union said that you know. Hey, uh, we don't have a new contract deal with U.S. Soccer, and U.S. Soccer keeps throwing around these terms as though, you know, that they're working with both sides. And you, uh, the men's national team was like, U.S. Soccer hasn't talked to us about working out a new deal. They, they've been, uh, uh, they've been, uh, uh, they've been uh, silent on the matter of our deal as well. And so the men's, uh, the the labor union of the men's national team was saying we're we're supporting what the women are doing because. They they're just asking for an actual pay structure. U.S. Soccer is going about this from the standpoint of we've made X amount of dollars from sponsorship, but when it's actually coming time to put out an actual payment structure, we're going to dictate the terms and conditions of your employment and payment. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think they're watching this thing. I, I think the, the U.S. men's team, the U.S. soccer is watching this. Uh, I think they're going to wind up with egg on their faces. I can just see it, you know. Uh, so, you know, that, that's, to me, that's a problem. Yeah. But the other comment that they made was... You know, uh, and and I thought it was the most damning statement that the men's and uh, uh, national team uh, made was the fact that, uh, you know, uh, the uh, what they said was the women's national team players deserve equal pay and are a right to pursue a legal remedy from the courts or Congress. The federation correctly points to the different payment systems with U.S. women's national team players on contracts. But we do not believe that justifies discrediting the work that they do or the real value uh, or of their profound impact on the American sports uh, landscape. 
The only solution, Mr. Cordero, the U.S. Uh, president of uh, U.S. soccer, uh, proposes is for fans to buy more tickets and watch more games on television. He conceals the fact that the money will not go to the women's national team players when sponsors pay the federation to support the U.S. women's national team. Fans buy tickets to women's national team games at ever-increasing ticket prices, and the television companies pay more when fans watch the U.S. women's national team games. That is neither fair nor equitable. We are also surprised that Mr. Cordero is writing about labor issues since he has yet to contact the U.S. Uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, Nationals uh, Sports Team Players Association since taking office. As you may know, our CBA expired at the end of 2018, and we are currently waiting on a response from uh, U.S. Soccer to our, uh, uh, our contract concerns as well. And, you know, the, mm. the other, the other, the other, uh, the other uh, sentence that was damning on this was, this is more the same from a federation that is uh, is constantly in disputes and litigation and focuses on increasing revenue and profits without any idea how to use that money to grow the sport. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 that, it's about as damning of a statement as you can get from a labor union. And this is the men's national team. Not even the women's national team comment on the matter. No, because they're not doing a good job. U.S. soccer is not doing a good job going soccer. Yeah, look, the women's team kind of promotes themselves by their play and, and, and the, the, the constant winning that they have. They basically promote themselves, you know. They made themselves into winners. Yeah, you know, because I'm... I'm, I'm during the World Cup, I was sitting there listening to Brianna's career, and she was talking about the difference between now and when they had, when they won their first World Cup. She said, when they won their first World Cup, and they came back, and had like about five people. They had like five people in the airport to meet them, you know? Nobody, you know, really did anything, you know? But they kind of basically promoted themselves. People like me and Ham and, and them, they basically promoted themselves and, and grew the, 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 the thing, the support for women's soccer, you know, and the fact that they kept winning. But, you know, I, I don't think U.S. soccer could take credit for that. Uh, that's, that's the problem I have with them. They make a lot of money off the women's team and then don't pay it out. It's, it's, it's the old thing, but it's girls' soccer. It's not a big deal. I think it's, it's, it's the same problem we have with a lot of things in this country. Yeah. Well, a bunch of men run everything and run it the way they think it should be run. Well, it, That's the problem. Well, uh, Frank DeBoer, uh, the the, for, the former striker and uh, coach of Ajax, uh, uh, who also... Well, actually, no. He wasn't a, a manager of Ajax. Uh, DeBoer, DeBoer was a striker at Ajax. Uh, DeBoer became the manager of Crystal Palace for a minute. But he's bounced around a couple of places, and now he's one of the managers at... Uh, 
he's one of the managers at Crystal Palace, but he, you know, he stuck his foot in his mouth uh, uh, yesterday because he did an interview where he said that the equal pay conversation uh, would be ridiculous at the international level because obviously the men's team makes a whole lot more money. And again, completely missing the point of it's not about uh, the actual uh, compensation that they're bringing to the table. It's about growing the sport and making it sustainable in every country, which all these folks seem to be forgetting the point of these games is to actually grow the sport and showcase it on a platform. That used to be the point of the the soccer federations. When it started, that was the actual goal of these federations. It has long since uh, become the corrupt arm that it is now with FIFA. But the intention of this was to be uh, uh, showcasing the game on a global scale with representation from all countries. Yeah, but you're you're not going to get that because of the way women are viewed in certain countries. It's always going to be a problem. You know, it's always going to be a problem. It's, and it's the same with all the sports. It's the same in women's cricket. It's the same in women's basketball. It's the same. Because certain countries don't really view it. They view women as second-class citizens. They're not, it's not going to... It's not gonna be equal. Yeah, never. It's not gonna be equal. But 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 my my. That's why, yeah. But yeah, the the the, the thing the thing about uh, the thing about the Boer's comments was he equated it to well we know how much the men uh, make and how much the women make so you can't be serious about uh, paying them uh, 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 being a, a, in in favor of equal pay. And then he tried to make the analogy that, you know, this all started from unequal pay in the private sector because his argument was because women were constantly underpaid that this became an issue because women clearly were being underpaid for the same job role in the private sector. Again, not understanding that, again, in the private sector, it's a lot easier to hide the fact that women are not paid equally because you can uh, you can find different ways of mitigating that, and that's why it took a bunch of lawsuits to even bring some of that closer to light. But it's still a case in the workforce as a whole. In the public sector, especially with these soccer federations, everybody knows how much uh, these groups are making. Unless you're a soccer federation like U.S. Soccer trying to uh, fudge the facts as to how much money is actually going into different pots. Mm. Yeah, it, that, look, I can tell you, that is not going to change so easy because it does have some discrimination in it, it about the money. It, it, it does have it. You know, that, that's, that's, that's always a problem, even here in the U.S. Because if that wasn't a, if that wasn't a part of it, there would be no, there would be no problem. With, 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 with U.S. soccer paying the women just as much as they pay the men. It, 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 it's, it's a form of discrimination. Yeah. 
but it, you know. but it, but in the U.S. case, it's even more glaring because of the fact that we know that the men's team is not drawing a dime for the uh, for the actual World Cup. They're not drawing a dime. It's like they're not winning games. They're like they weren't even in the World Cup. They didn't draw a dime for uh, for the World Cup. It, the U.S. Soccer Federation got essentially a participation trophy because they're part of FIFA, so they got to cut of the money. That's not the uh, men's national team actually generating revenue for U.S. soccer. That's just we cut a TV deal with the networks, and so we got our cut. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. And, and let me tell you something. Let, 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 okay, let, let's, let's play role reversal. Let's say the women's team was the men's team. Let's say the women's team had the men's team record. What do you think would happen if they were asking for a raise or something? If they had the record, the <laughs> track record of the men's team? Oh, please. They, they, they'd be uh, laughed out of the room. What do you think would happen? They'd be laughed out of the room. So, right. So that, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, they just want to act and do it a level playing field, and it's not. It's not. So I, I hate when I hear people make these analogies that, well, the, the men's... No, the men's team has a free ride. Like you said, they still collected money because they're, 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 they're a, a FIFA member, but the men's team didn't do anything to get... To, to get any money for this work. They lost to Trinidad. Now, let me get hey. into that. Trinidad. Yeah, let me tell you something. That Trinidad team that they have there, if you lose a game to them, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Hey, hey. You know? Hey, the 500 people who were in the stands that night for when Trinidad knocked off the U.S. were treated to a historic win. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know. before. So when John Gruden goes up there on national TV and says that 
you know, everyone's laughing at Antonio Brown, but it's no laughing matter. Uh, he was trying to uh, put himself in the best possible condition to practice with us. I got to call BS on that. Because anyone who's ever done cryotherapy, and I've done it, it is so cold. There is not a... The, the two things that they tell you repeatedly. A, footwear. You have to have either the boutonnieres or... or, or like, they don't really like you having sneakers on. But, like, the... Uh, but, if 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 you don't feel comfortable with the boutonnieres, you can you can do it with some protective footwear, and also no moisture on your body whatsoever because they pat you down and dry you off again before you even enter that machine. Because any moisture, because of how cold it is, you cannot have moisture because it will burn your skin and rip off skin. You cannot have moisture. So for you not to be able to do the two things that they like, at least one of the two things they ask you to do. No, you you are a special kind of idiot to actually get yourself injured Dwayne, in that fashion. Dwayne, let, let, let me just let me just say something here. So you know, cause I, I I this this thing is so it's so dumb that I really you shouldn't be commenting on it. You lived in Pittsburgh. You played in Pittsburgh for what? Ten years. That he played there? Yeah. You know, you know when the weather gets really cool and it's below zero, they warn you about stuff like going outside with, 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 without enough protection. You understand? Like going, stepping outside with, with your bare feet and, uh, and stuff like that. So what do you think would be happening in a cryo unit? I mean, the damn thing that be smoke, it looks like it's smoking. Yes. Why would you think that you can go in there without, like, like you said, you can't go in there with, like, coming out of the bathroom and, and going to lie down that. It would freeze you. It would burn up your skin. Yes. you you got to be kidding me. It, it, it's literally you know? like being surrounded by dry ice. That, that's really what it is. Yes. So that, that all you got to know is, have you ever tried to pick up a block of dry ice with with with, with, with your hands? I tried it when I was when, when I was a kid. I tried picking up a piece of dry ice. It burns your fingers. And that's just, by just touching it, not standing up on it, that's just touching it to try to pick it up. Yeah. It burns your hand like it was fire. So I, I don't understand I, I don't understand how uh, an adult person could think that they could get in there. It's 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 it's, it's mind-boggling, you know. So I, I I have no idea how he is going to explain that. How he got his foot damaged? I I I don't know how you explain this. But it's the NFL, and like I always say, every time you tell yourself these guys can't be that stupid. They always show show you that. Oh, I mean, I mean, I actually more dumb than you think. You know. So I I don't understand why Gruden would be trying to make excuses for for Antonio Brown for making such a dumb move. But then it's Antonio Brown. What do you expect? He wants to play uh, with a ten year old helmet in, in the age of, of of concussions and stuff. So. 
Hey, what can I tell you? Yeah. It's 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 amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, it's it's like with, with, with Antonio Brown. It's it's like every day you say, "What's next?" What what was um um? You remember years ago when um, I think it's Matt Law was making a talk. And every day they would say, where's Matt now? Yeah. But that's Antonio Brown. What, 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 what's he going to get into now? Yeah. yeah. Well, because meanwhile, when that story broke and everyone was having to laugh, the, the, the other issue that was going on that I'm sure Hard Knocks will eventually touch upon is the fact that, because uh, they, they alluded to it uh, last night's episode, they, they didn't get into it full-blown but was the nonsense of Antonio Brown and the helmet gate. Now, the NFL yeah. the NFL and the NFL Players Association came to an agreement two years ago uh, regarding the player safety of the helmets and that given the technology available in helmets, that all players would transition as part of the new protocols of player safety knowing the effect of concussions and CTE on individuals moving forward, that they would transition to these more protective helmets by this year, 2019. Last year, players were given an exemption for to keep the existing helmets that they had, even if they weren't certified. But, this, uh, but uh, with this upcoming season, uh, if they weren't certified for, uh, for uh, uh, use then they will be deemed ineligible. The only helmets that will be deemed ineligible were helmets that were made before 2009, before some of the newer technology came. So only a select number of players really had to make this adjustment because most people are smart enough not to change the helmet. So the, the, the notable players were Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, both quarterbacks, not getting hit that much, and Antonio Brown. Those were the notable exceptions that had to get new helmets this year. Antonio Brown's the only one to actually fight this rule and actually take it uh, to arbitration, even though it was agreed upon by the NFL owners and the Players Association for the good of the players. Now, the, the, turn, the turning point in this story comes from an... This, this is where it gets even dumber. It came from a blog post with one of the, reader com- uh, one of, the readers of ProFootballTalk.com noting that Antonio Brown's style of helmet, even though that it was discontinued, technically, if Antonio Brown was able to find a later model version of the helmet made from 2010 to 2014... Because the helmet was discontinued in 2014 by admission of the company, Shut, uh, because Shut basically argued that the reason why we discontinued the Air uh, the Air Max helmet is that there was better technology available, and it made no sense to continue manufacturing an inferior helmet from a protection standpoint. So right then and there, you know the helmet is is not up to snuff necessarily. It can be certified for those years, and that's the loophole Antonio Brown's going with. He's taking the, uh, the Air Max helmet, uh, 
because he he was able to find uh, a version of it off of a Twitter post and people uh, uh, people uh, reaching out to him on uh, uh, on the uh, on the Air Advantage helmet, and so he found his own uh, another uh, updated version of it that was manufactured within the past ten years that could actually be certified. So that's why he's able to come back and practice with the Raiders. But the only reason why this is even a thing is because it's not because of he uh, of how uh, he felt comfortable with the helmet or not. It's that the newer helmets are bulkier because they have extra protection and padding, and Antonio Brown doesn't like the look of the helmet because it doesn't show his face enough. Yeah, probably, you know, because I don't understand how you're a receiver who gets hit a lot and you would be having a problem with what he's saying is that his thing is that the newer helmet, it, 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 it reaches out a, a, a little. Now, it could be that it does reach out a little bit more and, you know, you got to get accustomed to the vision. You know, it could be. I, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the two helmets to see the look of them. You know, but his thing is that uh, it, it comes out a little bit more, so it, it, it kind of gives him a vision problem with the ball coming over his shoulder. You know. But I don't understand how you, how you, your thing is that the best thing to do is, 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 is to use the, 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 the more inferior helmet. I, I, I it's, it's, it's to them, you know. Yeah, but that's his thing is that the, the, the bulkier helmet it comes out too much and it obstructs his vision. Yeah. That, that's, his, that's, that's his argument. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, we, we, you know, we'll see. So, so, so he, what he's going to do, he's going to use that new helmet now? Well, yeah, so basically he was able to find, uh, they didn't say what model year he got it from, but essentially, uh, even if he got a 2014 edition of the Air Advantage helmet, that helmet, you know, provided that it doesn't get damaged during the course of the year, would only give him another four years until he runs up against this again. Hmm. <laughs> So, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like you're delaying the inevitable. And, again, the manufacturer of the helmet is telling you we have better models available. That's why we stopped making this one. Yeah. You know, the the problem... And, and like I'm saying, the union cannot support him on this because 
whenever anything happens to a player, they're not going to be able to have a leg to stand on if they support him on this. You know? Yeah. So that's that's where they're gonna get that's where they're gonna get their feet tied. So I don't think he's gonna get support from the union with this. Because you can't refuse protection and when you get damaged, claim you get damaged. You know, I think it's like I said, it's a dumb thing that he did. You know. Yeah, but um, yeah. Before uh, before I let you go, so uh, the 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 the, la- the last piece of nonsense that uh, I, I wanted to talk about was uh, Baker Mayfield, because Baker Mayfield keeps t- keeps talking to the media. So now the the comments from Baker Mayfield is that, uh, you know, the media are tr- keep saying negative things about uh, about the Browns. Because everyone wants, uh, they're so afraid. Uh, so his comment was that uh, everyone is so afraid of the hype that the Browns are generating this year that everyone is hoping for the Browns to fail. So everyone's against. Uh, everyone's against the Browns. So then, shut up, everyone, by going out there and win. Well, well, well. That that that's his point. Yeah. His his point is that. Uh, you know, we're 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 gonna silence all the doubters because they keep talking about us, uh, and and looking for us to fail. What I would want to know from Baker Mayfield is, uh, people want teams to fail when they've actually done something. I'm 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 looking for the evidence of what the Browns have actually done to cause people to hate them, because the only thing that people people get annoyed with with the Browns is. Literally, the season hasn't even started yet, and you guys have literally talked the entire offseason about how good you're going to be. Look, let me let me show you something. Everybody is the Patriots. Everybody, unless you live in New England, everybody is the Patriots. And what do they do? They win every year. Just shut up and play and win. You know, I don't know. You know, I, I do understand these guys. Everybody hates us. Everybody wants us to lose. So, just go to win. But you know, but my 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 my, my the, 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 the joke about, to me nobody about nobody likes Brady. Nobody likes Belichick. They say he's dead, he's bloody, he's dead. But they win every year, and I ought to know because I hate them. <laughs> yeah, you know. But to me, the jo- the joke yeah. of, the joke about this is that the Browns are literally playing the card of everyone. Uh, everyone, uh, it's it's us against the world. We're the underdog. No, no, no one's uh, no one's uh, giving us a break. They expect us to fail. We like literally. You've played one preseason game. Like they're using they're using so much of the ammunition that. You know, you would use throughout the season. They haven't even started the regular season yet. Like they're 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 playing the us against the world card, 
And the Patriots are good about this, but the Patriots don't broadcast that until later on in the season about, oh, all of you guys counted us out. You guys said we couldn't do it anymore. And meanwhile, it's when the Patriots are already in the playoffs and you're like, wait, when did we say you were not going to make the playoffs? But the Patriots bring that up after they win. The Browns are playing this card and the season hasn't even started yet. But that's what I'm saying. You know, you, you know, I remember last year, Brady, with, uh, uh, you know, we suck, we're not, we're not good, we're not going to do this, you know. Hey, you know, they always say that. But the thing about it is they know everybody hates them. You know, they know everybody hates them. So what they do is they just go out and win. They don't complain and say, you don't hear the Patriots going out and saying, Oh, everybody, nobody likes us. Uh, you know, we do so much thing and nobody likes us. You never hear them saying that. As a matter of fact, they love it when they, when they realize people don't like them. Oh, yeah. The, w- w- but the Patriots play... The, yeah, the Patriots play that card in the locker room, but they don't talk about it until they reach the playoffs. No. They play that card when they reach the playoffs because they've taken care of business and now it's just executing the X's and O's. The Browns are talking this up and saying that, you know, everyone's ganging up on us. But we we got them figured out. And I can just see the Steelers and the Ravens just circling the calendar, just saying, okay, they're talking a lot. We're just going to go about business. Like, the one thing I keep saying about Pittsburgh this year, that everyone keeps counting them out completely, is the fact that, you know, Say what you will about Roethlisberger. He will still put up numbers because he's Ben Roethlisberger and he will find ways of getting it done. Connor will have a full, has had a full year to kind of get used to being the number one starter. The Steelers draft extremely well in terms of offensive players. They still have weapons. They don't have the weapons that they used to. I'm not saying that. But all the Steelers have to do, basically is manage games and have that defense get better. And they spent so many draft picks on defense this year, it can't be worse than it was last year. The The Steelers' defense, they may not figure out everything, but the fact that they know that they have less room for error, the Steelers are not going to take as many games lightly as they did this past season. Because the Steelers of 2018-2019 uh, took games lightly because... They knew how much talent they had and figured they could get by with a C-plus game if they had to. They're not going to do that this year. Roethlisberger is always going to find people to throw to. He was doing it before Antonio Brown got there. They won Super Bowls before Antonio got there. So, you know, for people to think that Antonio Brown is gone, who is he going to throw to? Who is he trying to before that? Well, the, the yeah. well the th- the thing of it is is that technically the Steelers never actually won a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown as the number one wide receiver. Like people forget that. No, <laughs> no, they, they, they don't realize that when Antonio Brown came into his own. Okay, they haven't won a Super Bowl. I mean, Antonio was on the yeah, 2010 yeah. team, but he was not. He was a special teams player back then. He was not. 
a feature wide receiver back yeah, then. That was um that was um That that um, that was still Heinz Ward's uh, team and Santonio Holmes running the show. That's Heinz Ward and Heinz Ward and um, Santonio. Um uh, let's forget the other one. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 it was Santonio Holmes. Yes, Antonio Holmes, right. You know, so it's, it, 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 you know, they, they go to, they go to receivers all the time. You know, they had Laxico Boris and he was really good and then he left and he came to the Giants and the, the, the Steelers kept throwing us, you know, big men kept throwing us, those fans to different people. That's it. You know, so I don't, I don't understand why people think that, but hey, you know, everybody thinks that this is going to happen, that's going to happen, you know. Look, let me tell you something. I think the Browns are going to be better this year. You understand? I don't know if they're going to get to the playoffs because i got to see those guys play together. I don't know if they're going to play together properly. It, it's How do I know when, 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 when if, 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 if OBJ don't get the ball enough, he's not going to start, you know? And I know him and um, thing is good friends, but, you know, let's see how they are on the same team when they fight in the, for, for, for the same thing. You know, whenever, you know, it's only one ball. So we'll see, you know. And if they do well, they do well. Yeah. But I don't know if they want people to, to just automatically put them in the, 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 the Super Bowl. I think that's what they want. And you, you know how it is. They, you, you're going to always have doubters. People going to want to see you do it on the field. The only thing that people pencil in, the pencil in any place is the Patriots because they're there every year. You know, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll catch up a bit later because because right. we we actually got to yeah. we we got to find another time to talk because we, we we still have to get into the whole J, uh, the Jay Z Rock Nation thing with the NFL because that's a whole nother issue that we we got to talk about in in depth another time because uh, you know. I saw I saw parts of the press conference, and there's a whole lot more to delve into with that topic because th- th- they put on a very nice dog and pony show, but that screamed to be like for all intents and purposes that screamed money grab to me. But you know, we'll, we'll talk about that at, at 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 a later date, though. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you know, I laughed when I was reading the the the, the notes from the press conference today. But it's it's another money grab by the NFL. Yeah, they just open it up on New Avenue. You know, but we we'll see. Yeah. All right, so we we'll talk. All right, take it easy, Kelly. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, there's still a number of things to unpack from the news item of uh, uh, the NFL and Rock Nation partnering up because, again, they're talking about social 
injustice issues. And to me, there there's a lot of uh, a, a lot a, a lot of lipstick being put on that pig right there. But uh, you know, I'll I'll save that for a topic uh, at a later date. But the the one thing I didn't want to touch upon uh, that my dad had zero interest in was this current season of Hard Knocks episode two aired yesterday, and thus far in the sixty. Well, not quite 60 minutes, but just about 60 minutes of, of uh, film that's been uh, presented on HBO thus far. Uh, you know, you've, you've, got, you've got John Gruden, for all intents and purposes, has been dropping no less than 40 expletives during the course of the two episodes thus far, with very little actual coaching philosophy being espoused. Other than, I don't like what's going on here. And I can't do a John Gruden impersonation to save my life. But the amount of patronizing going on with John Gruden, it's literally the caricature of John Gruden has taken over the actual football coach of John Gruden. Because from what used to be an X's and O's guy has basically turned into... The television commentator, John Gruden, basically massaging what seems to be a dilapidated offensive scheme and absolutely no concept of how to run an NFL defense. So he's just trying to wing it based off of talent and is now sucking up to Antonio Brown as much as humanly possible because if A.B. doesn't deliver the goods this year, the Raiders will win no less, I mean, no more than three games if Antonio Brown doesn't play well. And even if Antonio Brown does play well, I don't think they're more than a six-win team based on the division alone that they're in in the AFC West. But from an entertainment perspective, you know, the, the things I keep hearing about hard knocks this year is how captivating John Gruden is. And the joke about this is the simple fact that you know over the course of two episodes, uh, you, you and you've and you've got you know again a little less than two hours of footage. John Gruden, the amount of expletives that keeps coming out of John Gruden's mouth while not being strictly the only person featured on Hard Knocks, he is the overwhelming main character of the show, which is never a good sign because if the head coach is the character of the show. That means. None of the players are actually the script. David Carr, I mean, oh, jeez, I'm saying David Carr. I mean Derek Carr, brother of David Carr, NFL bust. Derek Carr is trying not to be an NFL bust as a QB, but Derek Carr is coming across as so phony, it's unbelievable just how forced his performance is in front of the camera. Basically, the Raiders have hidden Richie Incognito away from television cameras, because Richie Incognito is crazy. And, you know, again, the AB drama that we've been talking about really hasn't been featured on Hard Knocks yet. I don't know how much longer they can keep him off the air because the helmet gate issue is going to be front and center most likely in the next episode. So unless the Raiders have some strategy of getting final cut of what gets into producing Hard Knocks, uh, you know, this is... For all intents and purposes, the John Gruden show. 
Whether you like it or not, that's just the way it is. When it comes to NFL season, though, the 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 playtimes are going to be coming to a grinding halt because I just don't see anything that resembles what an NFL team should look like. There are going to be a bunch of scapegoats in Gruden's way because he's got a ten-year contract, so he ain't going anytime soon. But I expect to see a lot more collateral damage from John Gruden running the Raiders. Uh, uh, by the end of this season. So that's going to do it all for the show tonight. Uh, thanks to my dad for uh, fill, uh, stepping in. And we'll catch up later on uh, as I start releasing more of my fantasy football content uh, throughout the month of August ahead of draft season because many of you are already on uh, the season-long leagues and also uh, the best ball leagues as part of Draft and Yahoo. So I'll be getting into season-long formats as well as the Draft-only style format for best ball competitions as well. So more to come as we go along. Have a good night, folks. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.